on, quiet, everybody! Now look, I'm the director. I'm the director. Look, I am the director. Now I'm not saying that because I'm on an ego trip or for some kind of bullshit artistic vision. I'm telling you this because I've been directing 10 cent movies for 30 years and I think I know a little bit about what I'm doing. And I also know something about the world because I'm a 52 year old asshole. It's a horrible world. There's starvation, dismemberment, torture, rape, cornholing. It's horrible out there, but it's worse. It's worse here in the movie set. It's much worse. We have danger and stupidity. I don't want somebody dying on my set. If someone dies here, I'll blow my brains out. It'll be your fault. My career will be over. It'll be your fault. Now, if I have to go around and wipe your asses, just let me know. Just let me know. I'll get some toilet paper. I'll run around in each and every one of you and wipe your asses. Let me know. Do I have to wipe your asses? Yes or no? No! I don't believe you, but we better soldier on. Now, now let's make some art! Welcome to episode 10 of Control-Alt-Death. I am Ben Monster. And I am Gabriel Chisano. Welcome to our show. Welcome to our horror podcast. Is it a That horror? is what it is. It's a horror podcast, right? Horror movies yeah. podcast? Horror movie, comedy, right. review podcast. Yeah, it's all of that. In one, all those things? One sweet package. um today's episode is all about the trauma movie terror firmer Uh, yeah so we will get into that but first gabe how's how's it going it's going okay not too bad what you been up to just kind of i don't know just (laughs) trying to get through this whole everything that's going on it's it's still weird it's okay. we're we're way past the point now where like it is just normal mm-hmm. until you like stop and think about it for a second and it's like man it's fucked up yeah this is also fucked up <laughs> this is um, not normal this is weird it's not normal at all it's very weird um i i have relaxed a little bit on the like the the panic of do i think i have it every day mm-hmm. you know like i still mm-hmm. wash my hands a million times a day i'm super right. careful but I'm now like okay, you know, I'm I probably don't have it every time I have an itchy throat. It's, you know, <laughs> could be another horrible disease, but right. um, yeah, I'm ready for it to be over. Whenever, oh, whenever yeah. it's whenever it's time, I'll be happy for that. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Um, yeah, same old weirdness. Um, yeah. It's it's weird. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. never not going to be strange to me to walk, you know, to drive down a street and see like everyone in a mask is yeah. just weird very weird it's super strange um, yeah but yeah it's it's weird i like i love masks i collect masks not uh-huh. not med- medical masks and all that but <laughs> um it is kind of like my dream to everyone wear a mask like a comic book or something but oh, cool. in, doing it now is like ah it's weird it yeah. still feels weird even to walk into a store with a mask on like mm-hmm. you know you do that a couple of months ago you're gonna get tackled to the ground but now it's just right weird if you don't so um have, have you watched anything else besides um our movie that we're talking about today um nothing much we're recording this a little bit earlier than normal mm-hmm. um so I'm, I'm still working my way through outsider um right it's still such a goddamn great show yeah 
Um, yeah, I don't think I've watched too much. The, the new Rick and Morty season started, so that Ooh, was great. I got to watch that. Yeah, it's great. It was great. Um, and yeah, pretty much it. Just Oh, I started playing uh, Doom. It's horror-related. Yes. Um, super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy, crazy game. It's just nonstop. Um, it, nonstop murdering of demons and creatures <laughs> and stuff. It's so fun. Awesome. Perfect for what I needed right now to balance out Animal Crossing. <laughs> That's a good um, yin to the yang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you? Watch anything good? Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, last night, uh, me and my wife, Naomi, watched uh, Rise of the Skywalker. It is streaming nice. on Disney+. Plus. She hasn't seen it. This is my second time seeing it. I only saw it once in the theater. Me too. Uh, which is rare for me. Usually Star Wars movies, I, I at least see twice. But yeah. I think these last two I've only saw once in the theater. But... Um, she liked what did you it? think the second time around? It was good. Uh, cool. Definitely, um, you're more aware, or at least for me, more aware of, like, this This is a kid's movie. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, sure. you have to keep that in mind. And, like, as far as, like, plot points and story, um, like, this is all too just, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but more like, oh, we fell into a pit and that pit, it leads us straight to the ship that we were looking for. And then, <laughs> oh yeah, it's got something in it that will lead us to this thing. And be, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. It's like, a, it's like a video game almost. Yeah. 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 And it, I, I haven't watched it yet since it's been out. Um, I'm a little scared because I, I, I did really love it when I watched it in theaters. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with a lot of the complaints that it is like, it is, cobbling together an ending that wasn't originally planned like it's mm-hmm. it's trying to fix things and um it's a lot of stuff for one movie but right. um i really did enjoy it and i'm, I'm gonna watch it again soon um, now that it's on disney plus uh, yeah um worth it I I, yeah. I I still i really liked uh the use of practical effects uh mixed with the cg stuff babu frick is my favorite character in the star wars universe um frick yes um also uh just today i finished gta 5 i know it's not cool. really horror related but there are some horror elements to that game sure. um yeah so uh i i've beat it before but i just did it again really good game and awesome. i'm starting um assassin's creed uh unity um which i've never tried before cool. so far cool cool yeah I, I i don't know about you i know this is not part of our podcast but i just want to get your your views on because i know you like assassin's creed do yeah. you like the um future parts of assassin's creed you no. don't you don't no. like that okay I hate it. i see i it, the first i think i like the in assassin's creed one two and brotherhood those i kind of enjoyed the future stuff yeah um after that i was like no i kind of want to just do you the just, whole yeah. past stuff yeah i i don't in i think odyssey is when they fully are like okay we know everyone hates this but oh, we're still okay. trying to tell a story so it's uh-huh. very very minimal okay. um which is another reason why odyssey is my favorite um mm-hmm. but i don't know it's cool I, when when i first started playing i was i would watch every cutscene and i would 
because I just it's a new story. It's like a really cool idea for a game, but right. you know, five or six, seven games in, I don't really care anymore. I just mm-hmm. want to stab dudes and, and yeah. hide their bodies and stuff. So um, having a, a break from all that, I, I don't actually want that. I, I'd rather just have a cool little video or something and right. um, tell the story that way. But um, if I remember from from that one, I don't think it's too bad i I think it's a little bit each game gets a little bit less and less in the future stuff well this um uh at least it starts off as like abstergo the company that makes the animus Mm -hmm. is like making like an entertainment console Mm -hmm. where you get to pick memories and then the good guys hack it i guess yeah this is weird but okay crazy (laughs) have you played um (laughs) Uh, God, it's totally not horror, but <laughs> have you played Watch Dogs? Uh, only a little bit of the first one. Okay. I've never gotten fully you should, into it. You should try that. Maybe okay. if you played the first one, maybe just go to Watch Dogs 2. Okay. Because Watch Dogs 2 is, um, it's it's like GTA and Assassin's Creed, I guess, put together. Hmm. Where it's, you're in San Francisco and you're a hacker and you can do all this crazy stuff and you can play it however you want. You can go in and... Um, be a totally like armored out mercenary and kill everyone or you can um just do uh stealth and drones and all that cool. stuff it's really fun um open world and all that and the third one's coming out eventually yes. next couple months or next yeah. half a year or something and um those are also i love those i love that whole series yeah maybe i'll do that maybe we'll get into that i i do want to continue with unity i I, yeah. I like the whole french revolution background i think that's pretty cool yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. You said you had some news. Yeah, nothing uh, too crazy, but um, there's a trailer that was released for a movie called Becky. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what this movie is, is it's a, um, it's not a horror movie, so it's not something we can probably watch for this, but I do mm-hmm. really want to watch it. It's about this group of neo-Nazis mm-hmm. who are like doing this home invasion on, on this family. The dad of the family is played by Joel McHale and, um, they're, he, I, I don't know. They're, they're trying to find a key for something that unlocks something. I don't know what it is. Okay. And Becky is their daughter and basically she home alones these nazis but cool. it's in a rated r nice like, violent <laughs> she murders them type of way wow um, so that alone sounds really cool yeah but the reason i want to watch it is the head neo-nazi is mm-hmm. played by kevin james whoa yeah so he's wow. bald and he has a beard and he has a giant swastika on the back of his head Whoa. And it looks really fucking cool paul um, blart paul blart is a nazi <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's there's so, yeah, a joke there somewhere. There's a joke. There. That's coming out. I think. Uh, I don't know if that's coming out um, digitally. I think it is coming out on, on demand in the next couple of weeks. So um, definitely want to watch that, and we'll talk about it. Now you said um, it, it. It's it's similar to Home Alone, where she like makes contraptions and stuff like that. Is yeah. there a comedy element to it, or is it straight like I don't violence think, gore? I think it's that. I don't think it's. Because it, it's the trailer is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be any type of comedy. I think it's just she murders these guys in 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 a lot of fucked up ways, and there's it's very cool. bloody and gory. It's um, it's rated R on the the on the thing. It says rated R for strong, bloody violence, grisly images, and language. Nice. So 
I think it's going to be pretty Grizzlies. hardcore. Grizzly images. Images. Yeah. Those, that sounds good. Um, right. I'm trying to find the release date for this, but... I am down for that. Yeah, it doesn't say. Um, yeah, looks awesome. And the last one, and this is a big one. Uh, uh, on this day, so we're recording this May 9th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually record on Mondays, but we're doing it a little early. And uh, do you know what came out 40 years ago today? On May 9th? Mm-hmm. 40, 40 years ago. 40 years 40, ago. 40. 40. I have no idea. Oh, uh, wait. Hold on. Is it Friday the 13th? It is. Friday the 13th. Wow. The original Friday the 13th was released on uh, May 8th. Wow. May 9th, uh, 1980. That's cool. Just, I thought that was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Just awesome. Uh, cool. We both love that series. We talk about it, yeah. I think, every every uh, episode <laughs> of the yeah. show, <laughs> comparing it to everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it for the news side of things. That's it for news. So now, you want to get into some terror firmer? Yes, now for some terror firmer. Um, I'm going to start off by saying I am a huge trauma fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm very biased right. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> on this. I really I love almost all the stuff that they do. Um, especially things that are done by Lloyd Kaufman himself. Um, so yeah, so I just want to put that out there Sure. say that I'm a huge fan of the, uh, longest running independent movie company, uh, ever. So that's awesome. Trauma. Yes. Um, so, so you'd actually seen this before, right? This I have, your... I, I own the VHS of this. Yes. Whoa. I, uh, I was a big collector of trauma VHS. I got rid of all of them cause I was dumb. Um, but yeah, I had this, I had all four Toxies on VHS cool. and I owned the box set that was on DVD, but all those movies you could probably get on, um, Amazon right now. And yeah. they have, and trauma has their own streaming service, uh, trauma right. now. Um, so yeah, I own that. I own Sergeant Kabuki man, NYPD. <laughs> which is a great movie um, who's in this he's in this movie right he is he's, that was... in, he's in a bunch of uh trauma movies now he's become almost like a secondary mascot i mean toxie the toxic avenger is like their main figurehead but sergeant kabuki man is definitely probably like always there second yeah um so yeah yeah so this was directed by lloyd himself lloyd kaufman um released in 1999 and uh, this was my first time seeing this movie and my second trauma movie. Um, the first one was Toxic Avenger, the original. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched that. Uh, I was at San Diego Comic-Con, I think. Okay. Yeah, San Diego Comic-Con. And um, uh, two artists who I really, really like were going to be on a trauma panel with Lloyd and cool. a bunch of other people. Awesome. And it was at like 1030 at night in the convention center no one was there so <laughs> I, I i wanted to go just to see them and kind of hang out so I, I and i hadn't seen uh, toxic vendors so the night before i watched it in my hotel room and um, i loved it yeah and then um, i went to the panel and it was um, a really interesting experience because i didn't know anything <laughs> about trauma or anything right. i just thought it was an independent film studio i didn't know that they were all insane oh yeah they're all <laughs> um, pretty crazy and uh 
yeah, we went there, or I went there, and it was like maybe 30 people in the room, all super hardcore trauma fans, mm-hmm. and Lloyd came in and was cheering, and it was really... It was a really cool experience to kind of be an outsider into in that world and, right. and see it. But um, as a very, very, very independent filmmaker myself, it was super inspiring to see like what yeah. these guys and girls and everyone have, have been able to achieve over the past decades. You know, yeah. Um, so that was really cool to see. And um, yeah, he they, Troma has a booth at San Diego Comic Con every year, mm-hmm. um, and Lloyd is almost always there so you can just walk up and, and hang out and take pictures and talk to him and buy merch and stuff um, yeah he's a really he's cool, cool very down-to-earth guy um yeah. he was actually on the was it the last episode of uh cursed films mm-hmm. yeah that? yeah um, the one yeah. with um was it polter no the crow because it was the accident right no 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 i think it was the uh twilight zone one Oh, that's right. Twilight Zone one. Yeah. You're right. Um, yeah, he's very uh, big on safety on set stuff. Yeah, because um, I remember we talked about the sign, the three yes. the rules. And yeah, in, it's in, in this, this movie. movie yeah. Everywhere, every shot, there's that poster <laughs> with, those, with those rules. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, so this was kind of like a, uh, I guess, like a, a love letter to themselves in a weird way. Of yeah. Just... All like every, I mean, I don't know every, but I'm sure I missed a million little cameos and 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 inside jokes here and there. But um, this was just kind of a big love letter to themselves about all of their all of their movies and all their craziness and stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know if you saw it, but um, also on Amazon there is a documentary called "Farts in the Darkness: The Making of <laughs> Terror Firmer," <laughs> and it's about an hour and a half about the behind the scenes of this movie. And they talk about um, one guy's interviewed saying that there's a famous, uh, I think director that says never make a movie about making a movie. Cause no one gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially <laughs> what this movie is about. It's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you told me about that. I totally forgot to watch it last night. So I'm going to watch that. That sounds yeah. awesome. Uh, it, um, it definitely gives, you more of like a perspective of what it takes to make a movie um with very little budget and yeah but still like you know like doing it for the art which is a Mm -hmm. big theme in this movie um and you know it it's it's very funny and you could yeah you see like (laughs) all the the um the trouble that they went through just to make this movie. And it's crazy. Yeah. It is definitely a crazy movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, um, so I guess you want to do the top level thoughts about it. Yeah, sure. Um, you go sure. first. Um, <laughs> I love this movie. I know it is not a movie for everyone, especially just trauma. Hands down is not a movie company, uh, for yeah. everyone. Like it's, it's, you're either going to be extremely grossed out by it um, or you're going to be like, who, like, who gave this person money to make this movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, there's there's definitely jokes that just are not acceptable in, in our, in, in today's yeah. society that just like, 
Oh, oh boy. You know, like, yeah. It, yeah. Didn't age well. Some, yeah. Some didn't age well. Yeah. Rewatching this for sure, I was like, oh, Ben, why did you like this? And why <laughs> do you, why do you still like this? Like, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. It, but you also have to look at it as it's, it's a product of the time. Mm-hmm. Not that's no excuse for what is going on, but yeah. you also have to just think of this as it was made in 1999. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I, I, I still love these movies. Uh, I remember one of I can't believe I did this, but like one of our first dates, me and my wife, um, I we sat in my room and we watched Tromeo and Juliet and I, I don't know why she's married to me after <laughs> I don't know why she continued to date me after that movie. Um, there is a penis monster in that movie. There's oh my God. Uh, just incest and just weird. It's just, it's weird. You don't it's like just everything. Yeah. It, it's, it's all that's wrong with the world mushed into a movie. And <laughs> for some reason it's so good. Um, Did she enjoy it that night? Yeah, she, you know, she, I think she tolerated it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, it, it's, that's, that's what this movie is, is like, you, you either, there's no just liking this movie and there's yeah. no, you either love this or you hate this. Um, <laughs> I, I think I like, I guess you could, I guess you could sort of like it and I don't know it, it. It's just it's strange. It's like a it's, yeah. a it's a it's a strange movie. I I think I told you uh I went to a screening of a trauma movie, Toxic Avenger 4, the last uh Toxie movie, and they didn't have enough people to come to the event. So they were just pulling people off the street. <laughs> that is a huge mistake because not not knowing what you're getting into and seeing right. a trauma movie there uh, there were about 30 people in there at the end it was about 10 so oh, man. many people walked out because it it's fun there's so many fucked up scenes in that movie yeah. but like yeah. yeah but anyway i love this movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah so like i said this is the the second movie i've ever watched from trauma and um I, I don't, I, I watched it last night and I still don't know what to think about it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't dislike it and I don't love it. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I do you think I am middle. kind of in the middle where it's yeah. like, it was, there, there was one gag, one joke at the end that I think is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so funny and I will get to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Everything else was like there was so it almost gave me anxiety watching this movie because mm-hmm. like every shot there's thirty five people in the frame mm-hmm. and they're all yelling and shaking and running around and vomiting and farting and it's just <laughs> n- there's n- it's nonstop just craziness for two yeah. hours yeah um and like everyone's just so weird and and it's like I don't know it's just it almost gave me anxiety watching this movie but um. I did like it. I did enjoy it, and there were definitely um, it was a, there was a lot of really funny stuff and a lot of like, why are you doing this right. stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm guessing is all of their movies. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I I liked it, and I do. I don't know yet if I'm gonna, if I'm a trauma guy, 
but uh, I, I think as we pepper these in throughout our 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 you know rankings and watchings and stuff, mm-hmm. um, I, I still want to continue to watch them. So yeah, um, this I you know what this probably wasn't the best example of uh, a trauma movie for someone to start who, off. Yeah, like <laughs> Toxie is definitely like the gateway to other trauma movies, mainly because it was a movie. I think they made it in like the mid eighties. So like, it's still got that, like, Oh, this is like a weird eighties movie vibe to it, but it's also got that weird trauma, ultra violence and nudity and all that other stuff in it. So like with this, it's made in the late nineties and you're like, we haven't moved past that. Like there's like, yeah, it's, it's It's like they're, it's like they're a little bit more established. Mm -hmm. They're still not, I don't even know if today I would consider them big. No. They're still just a small handful of people, but yeah. um, at this point they know who they are, I, I would say, right. and they're able to like just do what they do, but with a little bit more money, <laughs> like right. a tiny, yes. tiny bit more money. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so. A lot of this movie is based on Lloyd Kaufman's book, um, uh, Make Your Own Damn Movie, which is... Uh, a sort of how to uh, make your own independent movie, and yeah, uh, yeah, which was co-written by James Gunn too, which was cool. Oh, uh, cool! Yeah, so James Gunn did get his start at Troma. He wrote, yeah, um, I don't know if he directed, but I think he wrote Tromeo and Juliet, and is in a few Troma stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, let's get into the movie. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Let's do it. So, uh we open with a <laughs> man. Uh, we see a... This is the leg there's, gripping. There's a lot of dialogue here. here that I don't think we we're going to even mention oh, throughout yeah, this yeah, movie, yeah. but uh we'll, we'll do our best. Yeah. <laughs> um so we see this kind of sleaze bag hanging out in some weird alleyway next to a fence, and we see this very attractive woman walk by, and she um, rips his leg off. She rips his leg off, and and, beats him with it. and then beats him to death with it. <laughs> Two minutes and and like the the there's like a like a garden hose. Bring like a yes. perfect stream of water of blood it, out of I, out of her knee. I believe it's a they filled a fire extinguisher and perfect. and sprayed him with blood or sprayed her with his blood. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and then it you see like a newspaper come up and it says serial killer. Um, you know, kill someone. Whatever. Deep legs man or something. That's right. And then we cut to. Uh, I think this is probably the most fucked up thing in the movie. Uh, there's a, uh, a a pregnant woman who's kind of sunbathing on the roof, mm-hmm. and the same woman comes up to her and rips the baby out of her stomach. Yes. Lovingly, first, like, caresses her belly. Yeah. And then just plunges right into it and takes out a fetus, which starts crying. Yeah, it just starts crying. <laughs> and they're, like, playing tug-of-war with it, like, trying to grab this little fetus. Uh, fucked up, super messed up. Yes, doesn't look terrible. Also, it looks. <laughs> the art department, bad. I think, was pretty good on this. Uh, yeah. 
This and sad. then we get another uh, headline that says, Serial Killer Defetuses Woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the bottom it says, Serial Killer 7 Victims 0. Which is really funny. <laughs> Um, and then we see a couple other crimes. One person got killed by uh, cornflakes, and then it says uh, Congress bans breakfast as unsafe. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Um, did, is there really a, a Toxy Bite cereal? Was no, that a thing? No, oh, I damn, wish that'd be awesome. Was. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, the and then we get the, the Toxic Avenger got a a kids cartoon uh, in the '90s called The Toxic Crusaders, which was about like cleaning up the environment. Um, yeah. Had very little to do with the movie because if you watch the movie it is clearly not for children yeah. uh, there is a kid who gets his head crushed by a car in that movie but um yeah they geared that towards kids i don't i think there were action figures but never a serial or anything like that mm. i don't think it's too bad yeah uh then we cut to a, a guy who's sitting in office he takes out a revolver and puts it to his head pulls the trigger and his head explodes and you see his brains and everything all over the desk and the wall. And then a, uh, a woman, uh, a different woman comes in. She's wearing a blonde wig. And she kind of holds up a letter talking about, um, it was like a suicide note type thing. Right, which is very funny because she <laughs> holds up just an envelope. Yeah, and, is reading and reading it. <laughs> She's reading envelope. it, yeah. Um, um, the guy stands up. And starts like vomiting blood everywhere and, and everything, um, and then uh, it's, you hear the uh, someone say "cut, cut, cut," and it, they kind of pull back, and we see it's a it's a movie set. Right. Um, and the person who says "cut" is uh, Lloyd himself, um, right. who's playing the director of this movie, and he's also blind. Yes, I think his name in the movie is Lloyd Benjamin or Larry Larry Lar- Benjamin. Larry Benjamin. Yeah. Yes. Um, so he, he was, he was funny throughout this whole movie. Yes. Um, the woman I believe is played by Debbie Rashawn, who is a horror scream queen. Mm. Uh, she's also in a bunch of, uh, trauma movies. Um, and she plays Christine, who is a horrible actress yeah. in this picture who just, um, is, just wants to leave the set constantly. But she doesn't want to be get... bothered. She doesn't like getting dirty or bloody or anything. Right. Um, God, this movie, so many things happen every second of this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to keep track. Um, I believe um, this is the part where she, she's threatening to leave the set and Larry comes yeah. up to her and convinces her to stay and says that, you know, like just that scene reminded him of. Uh, she reminded him of Marilyn Monroe. Right. And she's she like, she stay. says, okay, fine. I'll stay another hour or two or whatever. Yeah. Um, we also meet Jennifer, who's a, a production assistant on the movie. And she brings a, um, a tiny little tissue, which is a really <laughs> funny ongoing joke at this movie <laughs> yes. where she will bring people, people eventually start dying and uh, she'll bring them a, just a tissue to like cover up stuff. So like there's one scene where a woman's topless and she has a tissue and she just holds it out to cover her, this woman's yes. breast. And there's a guy who gets his legs. Ripped. It's just a really funny ongoing joke. Yes. Um, and uh, we meet her and then we meet Casey, who is the, uh, the sound guy in this movie. And um, he's kind of asking if she's okay. And um, she, he calls the, 
uh, one of the other guys uh, yanks Jennifer's hair and like pulls her away from uh, Christine and this guy uh, Casey asks if, he, if she's okay. Oh, right. Calls him a mother scratcher. Yes. <laughs> uh, Casey, the boom operator, is being played by uh, Will Keenan, mm-hmm. who is Tromeo in Tromeo and Juliet. Oh, cool. And I've seen him in a bunch of like commercials, too. It's bizarre seeing trauma people outside of trauma movies. But yeah, uh, yeah he uh, he's very good in this. Yeah, he's here. great. Um, at this point, like I said earlier, there's 50 people on the, on screen at every every moment. Is this every is this every trauma movie? There's no, just... no. This I okay. believe they did they do this a lot to show the chaos of the set of the set. So, okay, and there if you watch the documentary, there uh, Lloyd Kaufman's a nice person, but when he's directing, he's vicious and mean. Yeah. And, um, he is trying to control all these people. He wants everyone in the same scene and it, it's supposed to be like a lot of like one shots mm-hmm. and like, uh, you know, panning through to see like the whole entire set. And yeah, it, it's purposely done that there's a okay. lot of people, other trauma movies. No, that okay, is, that's cool. not the case. Yeah. Like there's, um, uh, there's like a, a, I think it's the makeup guy who is uh, gay, mm-hmm. and he's arguing with uh, I think Jerry, who's like the prop guy. Yes. There's another guy who's just picking it, like every, someone's picking their nose, someone's farting. <laughs> it's just it is just chaos. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, Jerry uh, the Jerry the prop guy. He's another main character in this movie. I yeah. think uh, Trent Haga is the guy who plays him. He's been in a yeah. lot of trauma stuff, more like behind the scenes stuff. But um, yeah, he's really good in this too. Um, yeah. So at this point, we see that uh, Jerry and Casey um, don't really like each other, and they're always just kind of at each other's throats. Um, and uh, Jerry kind of gets in Casey's face and threatens to uh, to beat him up. And then Casey uh, slams him into a porta potty and like lifts him up by his neck and um, shows how strong he is. Yes. And then uh, Jerry says, you know, like it's okay, it's okay, and then pulls out a knife. Right? Mm-hmm. Is this this part? And mm-hmm. then begins to stab Casey in the hand, and then you realize it's a prop knife. And yeah, then, they're then retractable. Right. Then we're introduced to the rules of the set, which are rule number one, safety to humans. Rule number two, safety to people's property. And three, make a good movie. Um, right. So, yeah, saying that, like, there would never be even a butter knife on the set because uh, Larry Benjamin doesn't allow anything that could hurt his cast and crew. Right. Now... The, uh, I don't know who this character is. I think, I think this person is a assistant director to Larry. Yes. What is their story? (laughs) Why are they? So, yeah. So, so throughout this movie, this, this person is at first very masculine. Mm -hmm. Starts off, uh, I believe in, even with a mustache. Yes. 
Um, and <laughs> throughout the movie, more and more clothes get taken off of this person, and she becomes, and they become more feminine throughout the whole movie. Right. Um, to the point where uh, they're in a tank top yes. and like <laughs> in like a swimsuit, basically. Yeah. Um, and I, I was so confused because I just, I don't, is, I, I don't, is it, what's the joke there? I, I don't think there is a joke. It's, uh, just, I think weird. it's she, just weird and funny. Yeah. She is a, uh, prominent member of a, I believe it's a drag show. I'm not mm. sure in New York, but she's, uh, big in that. I don't okay. know if she, they're transgender or not, but yeah. Uh, anyway, she is the, um, uh, almost the voice of reason, uh to larry in this in this movie she um at one point i think it's coming up uh they lose the sound and (laughs) larry says well fuck it we'll just shoot it without any sound and like it's a big like musical number or something and she's like okay yeah so yeah i think this Um, is the point where we get introduced to toddster uh in a second um we uh Casey, the boom operator, sees Jennifer and Jerry uh, talking, and um, it, it's clear now that Casey and Jerry both uh, like uh, Jennifer mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and Casey asks her to come hold his boom mic while he tightens a C clamp. <laughs> while the boom mic is in between his legs. In between his legs, yeah. And she's more than happy to do it. Yes. Um, and then we cut to the bathroom, and we meet yes. uh, uh, Christine is in there. And yes. who is the man who is railing her? I don't remember his Nikolai. 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 He's the camera operator, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And he is. Uh, um, they're just banging it out in the uh, in the bathroom <laughs> of this studio. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was really funny. Uh, Larry, really the director, uh, who's blind, walks in. And walks up to the uh, urinal. Uh, also on the on the wall, there's a big sign that says "No No Shit Eating." I think. <laughs> um, of no shit No shit eating, please. Um, so Larry starts to use the urinal, and um, he has uh, a giant double piss stream coming out of his pants, <laughs> and he hears people talking and he's just kind of spinning around and peeing everywhere. Yeah. Um, he thinks, and, uh, Nikolai is having trouble pooping is constipated yeah. right. <laughs> because he hears these moaning sounds. Yeah. It's really Nikolai and Christine having sex and then starts <laughs> turning around and peeing on everyone. Yeah. Uh, another guy comes in asking a question and he turns and just pees on everyone. Uh, that funny. other guy, I think, is Yaniv. I don't know of his name in the movie. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, he is probably my favorite character in this movie. Um, we see a lot of him later, <laughs> or a lot of a, not a so little much. of him. That's true. That's <laughs> true. That's a good point. It's so good. So good. It's a good point. Uh, uh, he yeah. is billed on the IMDb as Naked PA. Oh, really? He doesn't even But he's in, he has clothes in here, so I wonder why they call him that. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, God. Okay, where are we? Um, now we, we meet Todd, right? The Toddster, yes. The Toddster. He um, is a sound guy. Yeah. He uh, is upset that the um, uh, Larry's forty four Magnum gun blast blew out his Sennheiser. 
Yes. Um, microphone, which I understand. I'd be upset too. <laughs> and uh, Todd is a, a bit of an asshole. Yes. Uh, and he leaves the set. He quits. Yeah. And takes his audio equipment with him. Yeah. After his nuts get grabbed oh, um, right. by uh, the assistant director. <laughs> um, and he's like, ow, my nuts. And then leaves. Yeah, um, and then Larry wants to shoot the scene mm-hmm. that requires sound without sound. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then we cut to a like college dorm room party that's going on. Yeah, and... no. So this is very confusing, like because he does mention let's shoot the college campus or the fraternity scene, and all of a sudden there's a fraternity scene. So you're so thinking this, yeah. it's part of the movie, but a part of the movie that Larry's making, but it's not. This yeah. is and this the, happens a lot during the movie yeah. where there are instances of like, okay, here's the next scene we're shooting. And then you see what you think is that scene, but that right. is actually happening for real. The escalator right. scene with the, the yes. fat dude is yeah. another one. This happens throughout the movie. Really cool. I think Yeah, um, a way of like storytelling and mm-hmm. it's very meta. Yes. So uh, yes. we're, we're at the frat house where uh, the Toddster is a fraternity brother, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a party going on. We see a fountain in the middle of the uh, fraternity house that uh, has the the penis monster from Tromeo and Juliet oh, cool. uh, in it. And it's spewing, I guess, champagne or alcohol, some sort I think of alcohol. So, yeah. yeah, there's um, I know there's a few cameos in here. Um, of just famous New Yorkers and mm. filmmakers too. Or, oh, that's you know, cool. Indie filmmakers. Yeah. Um, we see a the same woman from the first scene who is the serial killer. Um, now we yes. we never see this woman's face. Um, yes. She always ha- she has big glasses on and she's always kind of hiding her face wherever mm-hmm. she goes. Um, and Toddster sees her dancing and he goes up to her and um, is, you know kind of coming onto her. She asks him what the what the, the penis fountain is about, and he says that it's Thor, the god of love. And she corrects him that it's you know thunder. Thunder, right? <laughs> and uh, she grabs him in the crotch and says, "Do you live here?" And they they go upstairs to his room, right? And uh, they start getting na- or he starts getting naked, and there's a big pile of coke on the table, right? And that he uh, takes a little hit of. And there's a uh, funnel. Yeah, she's talking through it, right? She's talking through the beer bong. Yeah, and she has a very, like, like comic booky or, like, cartoon high-pitched voice, like a Betty Boop-type voice. Um, And she's talking through that, and it it sounds different, whatever. And um, she rips his pants off and then um, takes the funnel... (laughs) And uh, shoves it, shoves it up his butt, (laughs) and he says, "Dude, my ass." And then, uh, and then she pours the bong water in the funnel. Fucking gross. And then she pours the coke in there, and he's just taking it all. (laughs) Um, And. then she like hammers it in with with something in the room, yes. um, and he says that his Hershey Highway is a one way street, <laughs> and he doesn't appreciate what's going on here. Right. 
And then he takes the funnel out and smells the tip of it, and there's poop. The, smells the tip of it and sits there's, down. There's, there's yeah. poop on there. Yeah. Um, that's fun. And then she breaks the bong and then kind of stands over him, and she slides her hand down the front of her skirt Starts right, yeah. uh, masturbating on top of him, <laughs> and then he comes back around, and he's like, "Cool, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into this again." I'm down, I'm down. Um, which you know, can't blame him. <laughs> and then she takes the broken bong and stabs him in the head, yes, multiple times. Pulls out his brain. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then she does the <laughs> she does the whole "This is your brain," and then "This is your brain on drugs." And puts um, it and in, she the puts the, in the with the in coke. The coke, yeah, yeah, <laughs> really funny. Um, while she pulls out his brain and says, "This is your brain," he goes, "Dude, my brain." <laughs> yes, <laughs> fantastic. Um, and then another party goer comes up to the room, opens the door, and uh, we see that Todster is in now uh, in the same. Uh, He's sitting on like a countertop and he's in the same pose as the Thor uh, fountain was downstairs. Yes. And there's uh, champagne pouring out, not of his dick, but of like the top of his head or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's um, coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Something weird. Yeah. So this other guy comes in and he shits his pants and vomits. <laughs> then another girl comes in and they kiss and she gets vomit on her lips. <laughs> and it's never referenced. <laughs> And then she starts screaming, and they turn around and see Todd. And they um, scream more. This is really more. funny. They scream, yeah. and then they stop, and then they scream again. Um, really funny. Uh, I believe that woman in that scene is actually just part of the art department. A mm. lot of trauma a, uh, people that are on the crew are also the cast. That's awesome. Too, which is cool. Um, that was really funny. Yeah. Um. We cut back to the movie set, and we see Jerry from earlier. He runs out um, with an eye hanging out of his socket and blood everywhere, and Jennifer is, like, screaming, and then he starts laughing, and it's just a prop eye, and uh, says it was real corny a joke. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, the eyeball, I believe, falls into the chest of the woman from Reno 911. Yes. Um, I forget her name, but she's a... I forget her name, too. Yeah, she was in it. I, that's the only, uh, like, other person I recognized in this movie. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot of people got their start here, so I was keeping an eye out, and she was the only one I recognized. Yeah, um, I think this was uh, definitely probably during Reno 911, mm-hmm. or maybe right, bef- right before, right before it. it. But, yeah, yeah, she was an established comic and uh, improviser, I think, with all those Reno 911 people. Um during Which this. then the new season started or is starting. Yes. And I'm so sad I can't watch it on TV like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, what happens after this? Um, Casey is like uh, kind of screaming at Jerry for being an asshole about scaring her. Okay. And she, uh, Jennifer's like, oh, you wouldn't do it. You know, she's so tired and blah, blah, blah. And, and Casey's just trying to comfort her and. Um, at this point, we kind of learn that Jerry's just a dick and, and Casey's the nice guy. Right. Um, then <laughs> then we cut to the other side of the lot where uh, Larry and his daughter are sitting on like um, like a loading dock. Yes. Also played by his real daughter, Charlotte Costner. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Uh, and he has uh, two daughters, I think, Charlotte, and I don't remember the other one, but the other one doesn't want to get involved in oh, his movies. <laughs> I can't blame her. <laughs> um, and uh, she, she's like, what, 12, 13, around Something that like age? That. Yeah. Um, and she, he's uh, trying to teach her how to speak. And right. she kind of just like, blah, blah, that, like she just kind of right. that's how she talks. She can't really speak. And then we cut a little bit back, and we see um, two other crew members, and they're talking about how she hasn't been able to speak since um, her dad did the Morton Springer show. Right. And um, what? How did the the riot thing so, start? Uh, it was basically like a setup. So this is actually kind of based on. Sort of true events, I believe. Uh, there hmm. was a guy, Morton Downey Jr., I believe, had a talk show in New York um, and invited a bunch of these schlock filmmakers, uh, Lloyd Coffin being one of them, and, you know, like the, the, the horror genre being like bad for teenagers, the whole mm. like satanic music and that bullshit. It was basically just to have him on and have his audience scream at him and say how what a bad person he was for making movies interesting so yeah so this is sort of based on that but then of course they add the whole there's a riot that goes on and his wife is trampled in yeah the events and and his daughter witnesses this and now she can't talk she can't speak yeah yeah so you see yeah you see you see people storming out and uh their mother's her mother's head gets just squashed like a melon I believe it is a melon in that scene <laughs> with a it's wig perfect. on it. <laughs> it looks great. Um, and then we cut back inside and Jerry is setting up a prop for the next scene. The naked PA tur- flips a button and then this guy's, this like dummy's head starts just spraying blood everywhere <laughs> and they can't turn it off. Um, and it's really funny. <laughs> and then he runs outside and we see... Uh, Larry, the director, outside. And this is when just chaos is just happening now outside. Like, people are flying around on zip lines. There's a guy sticking his finger in a butt and saying, you know, suck this or whatever. There's a guy, like, (laughs) blown flames. And it's just, everyone's just dancing and naked and running around, and it's just crazy. This Um, is where Larry has his, like, blow-up moment? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so he's wandering around, he, and he can't see, so he just hears everything, and he's just, like, looking around and going, kind of going crazy. Right. And he says, you know, like, he says, it's a crazy world out there, but it's crazier here on the movie set, because uh, everyone's stupid, and I don't want anyone getting hurt on my set. Uh, if someone gets hurt on my set, I'm going to blow my brains out, and it'll be yep. your fault. <laughs> just starts yelling at the crew yeah. and, and the cast. Uh, and and then what's, we, um, what's so funny about this is in the documentary, yeah, this took a very long time for him to memorize everything and get it oh, right. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's That's usually awesome. the one screaming at the actors, like, get, fucking know your lines and blah, blah, yeah. blah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. Also, didn't he say something the exact same thing when in that episode of cursed films yes. that if he was responsible, he would kill himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus, that's, he gets to write what you know. Yeah. It's funny. Um, so then we cut into a sex scene that they're filming between Toxie and this woman who is uh, completely naked and they're 
they're having this this sex scene. Now, did you? I don't. I, it's mentioned in the documentary that they're making Citizen Toxie. They're making Toxic Avenger four in this huh. movie. I don't think it's mentioned in the movie that that's what they're making, but apparently no. that's that's the movie they're making. At and, some point, you see the name Terra Firmer on like a billboard or a, or a marquee or something. So I yeah. thought that was the movie they were filming. So I hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so Toxie's yeah. having sex with this woman who I believe is Sarah, which is from the Toxie mm-hmm. canon, which is his girlfriend. Um, she's blind. Uh, yes, she in, is. In, in the movie, um, in both the Toxic Avenger and in this movie. Uh, and I believe she is orgasming. And then because Toxie is awesome... He makes her able to see. <laughs> yeah, he fucks her eyesight back, right. which is fantastic. Um, and and then she says, "I'm coming, I'm coming," and she goes, "I can see myself coming." That's really funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is when when they cut. This is when Jennifer brings over her little um, <laughs> tiny uh, Kleenex to cover this this actress's uh, uh, breasts, which are not right. small. Um. And then we get some more dialogue between Jerry and uh, I think the makeup artist. Yes. And Mad Cow. I don't. Is this Mad is Cowboy? This Mad Cowboy. That's yes. right. <laughs> um, and uh, then Casey comes up, and they're just kind of having an argument about, um, like, how the director is constantly like changing the script on the fly, right. and. Um, and Jerry's all about it because he's like, yeah, no, it's all about the independent art or whatever. And Casey's like, it, it doesn't make sense. It's going to make the story bad. And um, Casey's kind of all about the big budget Spielberg right. movies. And Jerry is more about these type of really independent, right. you know, art for art's sake uh, movies. Jerry is a huge trauma fan in this, yeah. which I believe is how Trent Haga actually started. Uh, in Troma, he was just a fan. And he was a fan. That's same awesome. thing with uh, James Gunn. They started That's off so cool. as interns, and yeah, whatever. We get a but, funny bit where uh, they're talking about like merchandise, and then they right. put up the Troma um, phone number <laughs> and website to order VHS and DVD now, right? <laughs> uh, which is awesome. And we see that Casey and Jennifer are kind of get cozy, and he's giving her a back rub. Uh, as we're sitting on the pier and they're eating what looks like Oreos. Yes. Um, um, as we get the bad F word, it gets thrown around at this point. And yes. uh, then um, they talk about how they need to go film the escalator scene where the guy gets eaten by an escalator. Right. Um, and then we go to the escalator scene, correct? Or is it later? It's in a second. So, okay. Oh, yeah. See right here. So um, – the guy, the slate guy, he holds up the the clapper and it says terra firmer on it. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um. Unless, yeah, I don't know. So we we meet the uh, main investor of this film, uh, the film within the film, and right. it's this uh, big fat guy <laughs> who I forget his name. Uh, I don't remember his name in the movie, but he is actually uh, Joe. Flesh Shaker, I think is his last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in a bunch of trauma movies. Um, trauma 
uh, as a company is owned by Lloyd Kaufman and a man named Michael Herz. And Michael Herz does not want to be seen on camera ever. Hmm. He is not the head of Lloyd is the head of trauma uh, or at least the face of trauma. But whenever they want to say it's Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Herz, they always get this guy to play hmm. Michael Herz. And uh, yeah, he, he's a big uh, trauma mascot if you will if you could cool. have him as a mascot but um i believe he recently passed away um uh, he is he was a, an asshole though oh, really? <laughs> apparently on set if you watch the documentary he's always complaining about shit and yeah he's yeah, huh. yeah it looks like he passed away in 2016 okay there you go a couple years ago uh yeah so he is he plays uh someone i think the last name is gelman he's like jacob this big, gelman jacob gelman uh who his son is working as a pa on the movie set he's yeah. also the guy who plays him he's like a in a punk rock band uh called the toilet boys i think and he's got a weird hair in this but anyway yeah. uh so yeah he is on an escalator and he's talking to the serial killer yeah correct uh actually there's one scene before that where um, yeah, so they talk about shooting that scene, and then um, we were introduced to him and his son, and he's constantly eating peanut butter out of just a, an actual peanut butter jar. Yes. Um, there's a bunch of uh, like actresses who are kind of oogling him, and he does the whole like throughout the movie. He he does the whole like, hey, I can make you famous. I can put you in a movie type right. of like um, gross thing. Right. And then we cut away, and we're we, we're outside, and there's a big line for the porta potty. And Jennifer is standing next in line and she really needs to go to the bathroom and she's like shaking and, and whatever. Um, and, uh, we see Jerry who's like rehearsing an apology for her. Right. Cause he feels bad for pranking her in the morning and he, he's going to go ask her for a drink. And he walks up and right as he walks up, uh, Casey opens the door and it kind of slams him in the face. And, um, he he's asking her uh casey asks her to go to lunch right um and then they have a little like another little standoff where he kind of punches him in the face i think and then oh yeah they, they she said he says that they're practice like stunt coordinating or whatever <laughs> and then she yeah. punches him in the face also <laughs> um really funny yeah yeah and then we cut back to uh jacob gelman who still has his peanut butter and now there's the two women who are like rubbing up all of all around him and he says that he can put them in a movie um, He's, he also yeah. plays a character named lardass who is the uh <laughs> sidekick to toxie and toxie four um awesome yeah crazy movie um so now we're at the restaurant with uh jennifer and casey they're ordering and um he orders some food and he asks for no pickle he's very specific because he brought his own pickles Right. This is supposed to be like a, a weird Seinfeld spoof, but it's done weird, weird, and you don't weird. get it at first. And yeah, it's bizarre. It's so fucking weird. You get the <laughs> the Seinfeld like track, right? Um, it's weird. It's super weird. Um, <laughs> even for this movie, it seems right. out of place. It did. Um, <laughs> he takes out his pickles and uh, or yeah, and she eats one, um, and then they're like messing around and like <laughs> eating pickles in funny ways. And 
like putting it on their forehead and then trying to get it in their mouth without, you know, just weird. Um, I have a pickle in my butt. Doesn't he say something like that? I think so. He's pretending it's like a cigar, like, uh, yeah, like Groucho Marx. Yeah, it's weird. And they're flirting uh, uh, a bit, and um, he he mentioned that his father taught him how to pickle, and um, she says that you've you've mentioned your father a lot, and um, tell me about him. And then I think he says, oh yeah, she says, would you show me in a flashback? Uh, and he goes, sure. That was funny. So they look up to the <laughs> to the ceiling, and we get a flashback to Casey when he's a little boy, and um, we see the mother who is kind of just uh, cooking dinner, and then we cut over to um, young Casey and his father, and his father is played by Ron Jeremy. <laughs> yes, big fan great. of trauma. Uh, he's been in a bunch of movies, awesome. so. <laughs> Fits weird. right in. Fits yes. right in. Yeah. Um, and so what is he talking about here? He's talking about... Just, he's just giving him, like, positive life. Right, you yeah. You know, affirmations to be a good person and whatever. Right. Um, and, uh, and then we talk about Jennifer some more, and she's saying that she really wants to be a director, and she's trying to make some money, and she's taking care of her mom, who's really sick. Right. And, um, you know, all about that. And then uh, she brings up, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Casey says that she, he's going to go back and watch, um, I forget what movie. Some Titanic? Like, or... yeah, no, I think that's later. It's something else. And then she says that uh, Jerry gave her a movie called Shark right. um, by Sam Fuller. And uh, Casey, like, shits all over that movie and, and that and that. Um, director He's, and he, he says there's only one shark movie it's yeah Jaws, Jaws yeah. or something like that um, or maybe that's later uh, but yeah. yeah so then um, he uh, he says why don't you come over to my house and we'll watch shark together and uh, they do we cut to his house this is when he says the Jaws line okay. um, and then basically he's just shitting all over Jerry um, a lot of the times he's just hating on Jerry. He really does not like Jerry. Yes. Or he's obsessed with hating him. Yeah. It seems. Um, she wants to get down, but he's not really picking up on um, any right. of, her, any of her, her signs. And she's like, is that your bedroom over there? And he kind of is still just talking about Jerry. Um, and uh, he, this is when he's talking about how he likes the big budget, you know. Right big movies finally she just gets on top of him and is like hey let's do this um and he says, uh, let's let's take care of you tonight yeah instead says, let's take care of you she gets <laughs> naked he puts her on the couch and then he goes down on her and um reaches she, for the pickles <laughs> he reaches for the pickle and does the little like drying it off thing and then flips it around <laughs> and you get like a sound when he sticks it in and she's weirded out at first and then she's super into it yeah um if you notice in this movie there is a lot of weird sound effects when body parts are shown uh if a boob just slightly jiggles in this movie you will hear the cowbells like uh sound and I laugh so hard every time that happens. Uh, yeah, that's great. If there's a dick in the scene, there's there's some sort of swinging sound effect. Right. 
it's so funny. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jennifer leaves, goes back home. We meet her mother, who is <laughs> gross. Just so fucking gross. Um, they went she's crazy like with asleep. the super slime on her face. Yeah. yeah, it's just goop coming out of her mouth and nose, and it's just disgusting. At first, I was like, oh, it's sad. And then it's like, oh, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he, she tries to put her to sleep, and um, she's just hacking up along, and it's just gross. Yeah. So now we cut over to the escalator scene with uh, Jacob Gelman. Right. And um, we see the serial killer woman from earlier, and she's crawling around on the floor in a very sexy dress looking for her, con- her contact lens. Right. And we see him take off his wedding ring and then offer <laughs> to help. Now, his wedding ring is um, <laughs> not a ring. It looks like a key ring, maybe. Even it does. simply, even like thinner than that. It's very, yeah. very thin. Yeah, um, the, the prop department. Not not a good wedding ring. <laughs> not a great ring for a big giant dude like that. Um, he uh, he's basically like, hey, she missed her train. She's like, hey, you can why don't I take you out for a drink? We'll wait. And um, she's like, you sure you want to do that? He offers her chocolate because he loves eating chocolate because of course. And then uh, they're riding the escalator up at this point, and um, she punches him in the face and he rolls down the escalator okay now you're watching this as we're talking about this can yeah. you can you go slow motion on this and look at the stunt guy who does this i did he <laughs> is a african-american man not fat at all <laughs> wearing a giant fat a suit. suit that is put together with like duct tape it is so funny and it's when you hilarious. watch the documentary you will see this man. They paint his face like pinkish tone, and they white put, face. Yes, they, they, it's so it's so bad. But it's, it's so amazing. funny. She takes out an axe uh, in the elevator rescue kit, which is really funny. And there's just a photo of a fat guy falling down the stairs. Super funny. Um, and uh, she axes she like axes him in the back kind of and then she starts to shove him underneath the like the escalator where the machinery is and he starts to get like chopped up and pulled in um now when i say this guy is fat i mean he's he's very very large yeah he's an obese man um, he's very large and like the whole floor gets like picked up when he gets in there because he just right. can't get his whole fat body in there, um, and it's just really funny. And she, he gets pushed, and like all of his organs gets pushed up into his chest, and then he pops like a balloon. I think there's actual balloons oh, that come yeah. out that they look like yeah. balloons, uh-huh. um, and all his guts and blood everywhere. She, he pulls out a license plate, which is yeah. hilarious. Um, he like kind of like looks at it, like what, and then like, throws like it. it really funny blood getting squirted everywhere uh, missed opportunity to eat stomach cheese or stomach chocolate i thought oh, that, yes. funny. <laughs> that would be funny and uh yeah he dies and then his head somehow is at the bottom of the escalator i guess it went back around and then yeah. we cut to like a news uh a news cast with lemmy yes. who's the reporter is he also just a big trauma fan Oh, he is definitely not a fan of trauma, but he oh is in trauma movies. Uh, he was in 
Tromeo and Juliet. Uh, he makes cameos throughout. Um, in this documentary, you see that um, they made Lemmy wait too long oh, for boy. this scene, and he gets pissed and leaves. Oh, no. <laughs> and they had to record some other dialogue stuff. Uh, he does that uh, PSA at the end. Yeah, uh, that was done in his hotel room because he <laughs> did not want to stick around for that. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's the newscaster, and uh, he's talking to um, this Jacob's wife, and she's screaming, and she says that my first reaction was, and then just screams, right. and that's all she can do is scream. <laughs> it's really funny, and then the her kid. Uh, picks up (laughs) which is the guy's son picks up his dad's hands like look a new toy look a new toy wee wee and then she just screams again yeah and we get another um newspaper headline that says fat slob eaten by escalator and then underneath it in a small different headline says world war three declared uh cut back to the film set oh no yeah, we cut back to the film set, and we see a guy hanging by a rooftop, and his on the edge of the rooftop is um, razor blades, which is really just on a piece of wood, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if this was part of the movie, right? This wasn't the serial killer? Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, this is uh, – what's her face? This is Christine. Yeah, and I she's think. banging yeah, yeah. his fingers with, like, her yeah, shoe and or it, something? Yeah, and it like his fingers like get chopped up like hot dogs, and then he falls, and he falls on Larry who is peeing underneath him, and it messes up the shot. Right, because Larry uh, wouldn't be directing at all. Right, he wouldn't what? be on the roof <laughs> directing. He would be down peeing. Um, so we cut back to uh, uh, who's like I guess she's the writer or like the script supervisor, and um, she's like the nerdy girl with the elf ears yes she is actually a new york city staple or was uh her mm. name is reverend jen uh she is obsessed with troll dolls she is a i i actually emailed her like a long time ago she had like a website she's very funny uh comedian cool uh, yeah and she was in this movie which is really awesome. cool yeah. elf ears is just her thing yeah it's weird uh she just wears them cool, cool. <laughs> like out and about um, nothing to do with her character at all. That's at her. all, yeah. It's yeah. just it's just there. Um, we cut to her talking to the assistant director, who is the the person who is kind of slowly changing it from male to female. <laughs> yes. At this point, still has the facial hair, but now the shirt is open. Um, I think that's the only change so far. Right. And the script supervisor or writer says, asks her. Uh, can you tell me when the life-affirming rape scene is? <laughs> um, which is interesting. And she says, tomorrow between the double leg amputation and the Cusinart. <laughs> the Cusinart. Uh, fuck, what what did it say? <laughs> it's between the double leg amputation and the Cusinart circumcision. <laughs> yeah, they talk about a life-affirming rape scene where the... Uh, victim of the rape turns the tides on the rapist and by saying that they are enjoying it and then take hence taking the power away from the person who is raping right because they heard it on an npr right or something i don't know 
Uh, um, which, which later comes in into the movie later. Oh boy, does it! Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Where are we now? Uh, oh yeah, we see uh, Casey and uh, uh, Casey and Jennifer talking, and um, again Casey's talking about Jerry and how much he doesn't like Jerry. And Christine <laughs> is talking to Jerry, and she's like, "Do you think Christine like Christine likes Jerry, or whatever?" And um, uh, Jennifer says, "I really enjoyed eating your pickles the other night, <laughs> and um, wondering if you'd like to do it again." And Casey's like, uh, "I don't know." I, um, you know, I'm going to pack it in early tonight. So um, I picked up, this is when he says he picked up Titanic and he's going to watch it again. Right. For the first time. Right. <laughs> um, see it again for the first time. <laughs> and kind of blows her off. And she's confused because she liked him. At this point, she's walking around. Everyone is on set having sex with each other or jerking each other off or doing yes. whatever. She picks up a pickle and looks at it and then tosses it and runs away. Which is funny. Um, and then we cut to her home, her room, and she is uh, naked or topless, and she's masturbating, and she kind of sees a vision of Casey, and he's like all muscly and oily and uh, <laughs> looking good, and she's look she's enjoying that, and then she grabs a pickle and uses that on herself, right. and. Um, <laughs> Right as she's about to finish the job, her grandma starts screaming her name and uh, asking for help. Yes. Uh, her I, room in this, so weird looking. It's, yeah, the it's it's like weird wallpaper, but it's like sequence almost. It is. It looks like almost like post-it notes, like just covering the wall. Yeah. It's, it's a really weird looking room. Let's see what's next. Oh yeah, so now we're back on the set. We're filming a a, a shooting scene, and um, they're getting the squibs ready, and um, getting all the blood and everything. Oh right, this they, is where that guy gets shot so many times. They they want yeah. to uh, uh, have a scene where they have a world record of squibs on right on a single guy. So this this guy gets shot every part of his body, and the last one he gets shot in the head, and uh, he falls to the ground. Blood's getting splashed everywhere. He falls down. Uh, Jerry goes and checks him and notices that there was not supposed to be a headshot and that this guy is now dead. Right. There's a killer on the set. There's a killer on the set, and um, he's very confused and uh, not sure what's happening. Police get involved. Oh, my God. So at this point in the movie, I had paused it, and mm -hmm. I saw that we're not even halfway through. <laughs> and I sighed. And I was like, okay. <laughs> do I play Animal Crossing at this point? Or do I keep going? Let's keep going. And I just did the same thing now. So police were interviewing all the cast members. or Yeah, all the crew and cast. They're starting with Casey. And um, they're talking about Jennifer says that she was with Casey. I was playing a little skin flute. <laughs> oh no, that was the makeup uh, the yes. makeup guy saying he was playing the skin flute, which he was. We see earlier. Yes. And they're just talking to all the cast, and um, you know, they're all saying that they didn't see anything. Um, they beat up Benjamin, don't they? At the end, yeah. So he's last. They beat him up. She slaps him. He's like, "You just slapped a blind guy, whatever." 
Cops eating a sausage, which looks like a dick. Yes. I think it's a sausage, or maybe it's a donut. I can't really tell. And these right. th- these cops' costumes, not good. <laughs> and, like, yeah. they're in a pitch black room against a wall. So uh, I get it. There's no budget, but <laughs> goddamn, it looks bad. Uh, also, in the documentary, they have actually a, a cop costume problem. Uh, oh, really? one, yeah. They... They didn't call the cop, the people who were playing the cops on time, and one of them had the their costume at home and didn't bring it. It's oh, it's crazy. It's funny. <laughs> so now we are at filming another scene, and um, fifteen million people on set. <laughs> Just <laughs> everywhere you look, there's people. Uh, this is when they're filming the protesting scene. I think. Um, with Mad Cowboy okay. and um oh right and then Mad, Mad Cowboy drops dead drops and... dead onto Christine I think and right um, yes <laughs> and he shits his pants they open up the costume and there's a giant pile of crap mhm and uh, they, they think naked... it's chocolate pudding uh, the naked PA grabs a spoon eats it <laughs> and, and then says... eats another bite and then says <laughs> This isn't chocolate pudding <laughs> after eating two or three bites. <laughs> and they just leave this dead guy on uh, on Christine, and um, they notice it was one of the older crew members from before. Yes. And then he finally notices it's not chocolate pudding, um, and it is, in fact, poop. Yeah. Um, again, watch the documentary, and you see Yaniv, the guy who plays the naked cowboy. Uh, not the naked cowboy, the naked PA, um, talk about this and... He um, vomited profusely after eating whatever oh, really? that was. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think did was, they say I, what it actually was? I don't remember. I think it was just like bread or beans or something. Mm. It was all edible, but just wasn't just gross. Yeah. Not together. It didn't yeah. taste good. Um, we get another crew member who has a photo of the guy who died. <laughs> and this is really funny. And talking yes. about how got to be careful and move on and let's be really safe and let's let's make a movie and as soon as his speech is done and everyone is cheering uh one of the big lights on the set um, (laughs) mysteriously falls over and lands on his head and electrocutes him gives him an afro yeah so he's bald he's a a black guy bald this light falls on him there's smoke electricity and when they pull it off he has an afro And when they pull it off, someone says, oh, my God, he's got an afro. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. So um, and, like, funny. his skin is melted and he's got, a, like, one of his eyes, like, popping out. It's it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then we now are cut to the outside and uh, the punk dude who is um, Jacob's son uh, has now has a photo of that guy. And is saying like, "Hey, due to our recent losses, you know, we 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 can still make a good movie. We can still move on. Blah blah blah." And <laughs> he's then got a, he has a sash on him that says "Rest in Peace, Stephen." Yeah, the the guy who got the light on his head. Yep. <laughs> and as he's talking, two semi trucks back up into him <laughs> and and cut his legs off. Right. <laughs> and he's on the ground, and you see all his his 
legs apart and they're all like jiggling and stuff. This is when Jennifer goes up to him and <laughs> gives him a tissue, <laughs> puts it over his leg, and then like takes the, the leg and like tries to just kind of put it next together. to it and put it together. Yeah. And it's just really funny. Um, and uh, they notice that there's no drivers in either of these trucks. Right. Um, and then he dies. Then you have the assistant director with a picture so now, of... So now the assistant director ah, has yes. no mustache, and you start to notice her boobs right. at this point. <laughs> so she has boobs now, and, and, and that's it. That's the change so far. Right. Now she has a picture of the punk guy with his... Yeah. Who, they took a picture of him uh, with his... Lip, as he's dying. As he's dying. He's not dead. He was yeah. screaming in this photo. Yeah. So uh, funny. And she says quickly... Uh, okay, just let's go make a movie. And and they all run off. That's scary. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> someone else is going to die. Gonna die. Yeah. So now Very we cut to uh, Toxie, and I think it's Christine in the car driving, and uh, Larry walks up and um, basically telling the actress to be more uh, whorish and more bitchy right. and more sexy because she's not doing what he wants her to do. And... Um, She's uh, she's not really having it. Um, oh yeah, she says that uh, she, she's having a hard time because <laughs> no, yeah, they she she does another take and he says uh, <laughs> he says that doesn't sound like slutty whore bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, because she's having a problem with the scene because this is where. She lost her, the the car that they're in is where she lost her virginity in. Yeah, and it was from her father or something. Yeah, and it yeah. reminds me of her father. She says, right. um, "So that's weird." What the fuck? <laughs> um, so they take a forty-five second break, which is funny. He says, 45 second break," and they all run away. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, they talk about how uh, some more of the, I guess they're investors or Mar- I don't know who these people are. Um, they're 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 the they're in suits. They're the suits, and they're talking about how there there's going to be an abortion scene that they want to film. Right. I think is it abortion scene? Uh, there's something. It's like a controversial scene, and these guys are like, you can't do this. We can't. We can't yeah. support this. And yeah, it's abortion. Yeah. Um, and uh, he and the uh, Larry's like, well, it's you know all about the art first, so we're gonna do it. Um, then we cut to uh, Christine and the actor who plays Toxie backstage, and they start having making sex, out right? and they start having sex. And um, Christine's uh, boyfriend comes in and sees this, right? Yeah, he sees this, and then she says that he is raping her. And she accuses him of rape and he's like, I wasn't doing that. And everyone turns on him. And also a great sound effect in this scene where she's on top of him and he, he goes, Whoa, Whoa, I'm not doing that. And he pulls her off of him (laughs) and there's a pop noise. that happens. Yep. Great. (laughs) Um, So there's so many weird sound effects like that through this whole movie. It's so weird. Um, uh, Christine gets accidentally hit in the face, and um, when it does that, uh, she, earlier she had mentioned that she had gotten a nose job, I think. I think and so, yeah. when she gets hit, 
somehow her old nose comes back and it's yeah, like it's six huge. inches long, yeah. huge nose. Like uh, it's all nose. bloody and gross and everything. And um, she's like that for the rest of the movie. And uh, they chase the actor out. He goes into the he goes into the uh, porta potty, which they turn over, and um, he comes out covered in poop. <laughs> Naked uh, PA gives a mouth to mouth, right? <laughs> and he it's just like, yeah, it's like a weird, pointless scene. But he's dead, right? That guy's dead. Yeah, yeah. I think he dies. Um, at this point, Christine and her boyfriend, who's the, I don't know what he does on set, but he's a crew member. They quit and they leave. So now they lost their Christine and they lost their Toxie. And who will uh, get to play them? Well, Jennifer gets to play, uh, Christine's character, the therapist, right? mm -hmm. And, uh, Jerry gets to play Toxie. Right. And, um, and it's a sex scene. Yeah, there, she uh, Jennifer takes some convincing, but it's pretty quick. Casey doesn't want her to do it because the scene is with Jerry. He really doesn't like Jerry, but she says, I can make up my own mind, and she does it. So, uh, yeah, it is a sex scene, and um, they film it, and it's the, this is really funny that he, he to reassure her, he says, it's going to be a closed set, so only essential crew members. Right. And then when they film it, Everyone is there, including right. like her middle school teacher <laughs> and like the mayor, and like everyone's just filming and watching this. Really funny. Uh, there is a weird uh, when she agrees to do the scene. There's a weird um, musical number that happens, right? I think it's the Very Luna brief. Chicks. Yeah, the Luna Chicks play a song, and there's a water cooler dumped out on Larry. <laughs> it's so weird super bizarre but yeah uh so yeah they they do the they're doing the sex scene they film it and then after right they actually Mm. start having sex yeah so this was the whole uh rape scene which is um toxie is getting therapy because i don't i don't i don't know the logic of this (laughs) but they're doing like a, a like a uh therapy where um she's being the she's the right victim and she turns it on him and and you know whatever right. and uh so they do the simulated sex scene and everyone's enjoying it and it's um yeah they f- they finish filming it and they're having a good time they stop rolling and then they start to kiss for real and then they get super into it and then they start having sex for real right. and then um uh they start the uh Larry starts filming it again, and they actually shoot this whole scene. Right. And Casey's the sound guy who's there listening and watching, and he's not having it. He doesn't like this. Then eventually, he storms off, breaks his boom mic over his knee. Yep. And Which is and badass. Off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they do that. She's very embarrassed. Like they couldn't tell, or she's like, "I can't believe we did that," and whatever. Um, so now we cut to. A random part of town. Um, you see the this is New York, and you do see the Twin Towers throughout mm-hmm. this movie, which is interesting. This was, yes. I guess, released two years before nine eleven happened. Yeah. Um, and uh, the serial killer woman, who we have not seen in a long time at this point, gets into a car with two French dudes. 
I'm just going to tell this whole scene here because this is so fucking weird. Is, it, <laughs> is there something I need to know about these guys? Uh, I believe that those guys are are French comedians mm. <laughs> that are friends with Lloyd Kaufman okay. in real life. <laughs> so, yeah, she's getting driven somewhere. And um, is it to the set of the movie? Is that where she's going? You know what? I don't know. But what is interesting about this scene is that in every trauma movie since Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD, which is where this uh, stunt is taken from, uh, there's a blue car, blue station wagon-ish car that flips up into the air and falls on its uh, falls upside down and then blows mm-hmm. up. They have used the scene in every single trauma movie since then because they love how this stunt came out. Awesome. So that's it's, amazing. It's, it's used in everyone. <laughs> yeah. So they're driving, and uh, she, she the, the serial killer woman, starts to vomit on the passenger, who starts to vomit on her. She vomits on the driver. Everyone's vomiting everywhere, and then yeah, this this crash happens, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So we cut back to. Uh, the, the set and there's your cat yep. and uh, Larry's talking to the assistant director so now the assistant director is wearing makeup and yes. she has her shirt open you can see her bra and it's tied <laughs> like uh, so now it's like showing her midriff a little bit right um, I think this is the final stage of her transformation yes <laughs> really funny um uh, yeah, so they want. There's going to be a head explosion next, and um, she wants to just use a melon with a wig, which is, <laughs> I guess, what they used earlier for yes. the, his wife. And um, he wants a, an actual head cast because he doesn't want to. He wants it to look good. Which is where the naked PA comes in. Who yeah, is getting his head uh, wrapped in gauze at first, mm-hmm. I think. And they're going to apply or alginate first, and then they're going to apply uh, whatever comes after that. Yeah. So Jerry is doing that to him, and I, <clears throat> they, yeah, he does that first, wraps it in gauze, and he says, "Okay, don't move. I'm going to go do some stuff. And I'll come back." Right. Now, while he's sitting there, uh, some woman comes up to him. Yeah, we don't know who this lady is. Never seen her before, <laughs> and she sees that he can't see and is like you know talking to him or whatever and she takes off her dress gets completely naked and stands him up rips off his underwear and starts to give him a blowjob yes because she's turned on by the fact that he can't the only sense he has right now is touch because he can't hear her or see her right (laughs) awesome so, so that happened. That happened. Uh, yeah, but it is so now, it is a good setup for what happens. So very, very good setup. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a mention earlier that uh, one of the scenes was going to be a boob explosion scene. Mm-hmm. We cut to this was way earlier in the movie. Was another actress who I think this is supposed to be the. Rep- oh no, I guess it's not. I don't know who this actress is supposed to be. I think she's just yeah. a doctor or something. Right. And she's topless. She's got big boobs. She puts on a lab coat, and then um, the serial killer who is now on set has a shotgun and says, "Thanks for the memories." And <laughs> shoots her in the boobs, and her boobs explode. Yeah. 
This scares. Uh, everyone starts screaming and running around. Now the naked PA is still naked, but he cannot see or hear, or he can't see. Right. And he starts running around and um, panicking and bumping you into see things. Every inch of this man. <laughs> and he does not have a lot to work with. Yeah. It's. I, I mean. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's. I've heard of micro penis before, but this is just like. I don't even. It, it looks yeah. like a button. It looks it like does. a little button. It looks like Kim <laughs> penis from The Hangover. Like, it's that very, very small. Now, this yeah. is really funny, though, because he's now running around, and, and every time they cut, he's just in a different, famous part of New York. Yes. Including Times Square. Yes. Don't know how, I'm guessing they stole this shot. There's no way they could afford this shot, right? Uh, they did this, um, and if you watch the documentary, it's amazing how they okay. pull this thing off. It's wait. It's cool. Um, so at this point, the two French dudes are running around. This is where we get the slow motion crash. And uh, the car, he, he, the naked PA trips and falls, I guess, back on near the set, I think it is. And then the car crashes and lands on him and right. explodes his head. And um, blood spatters everywhere. Yeah. <sighs> Genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 34 minutes left. <laughs> yeah, let's try to speed through this. Yeah. Uh, we meet the serial killer again. She uh, meets a cast member who's just happened to be walking on the set. This is the the uh, puppet guy. Oh, yeah. This was... I mean, like, there's disturbing scenes in this, but this was like, what the... F- this yeah. was uncalled for it didn't really need to happen at all i don't get really any of it um she base yeah she yeah she basically takes him to uh or he takes her to his place um she takes the puppet off of him uh crucifies it above his bed uh she's also just like i think she's menstruating at the time like it's Mm -hmm. such a fucking bizarre weird scene in this movie um yeah, so she she um, crucifies the arm. puppet. Yeah, chops off his arm. His arm is his hand is still in the puppet, and he then takes to his eat. yeah. Just to eat like the flesh that's on his hand, right? And then she pulls his dick out and then stretches it like crazy. Yeah, like and six feet. Yeah, and then whips it back at him, and then. Kills does that kill him? That I don't kills know. Him, yeah. yeah. Um, and then she leaves, goes back to her apartment, sits down in the mirror. She's kind of crying and, and, and having a rough time. And we cut closer, and she takes off her wig, and surprise, <gasps> it's Casey. It's Casey all along. Casey uh, is the serial killer. Yes. Um,. So yeah, that was a big. Did you see that coming? Oh fuck no! Absolutely okay. not. Now, because <laughs> okay. it wasn't, you didn't see her face. I thought it had to be someone we knew. Right. Um, I thought it was going to be Christine because that's, of the body type. Right. Um, yeah. I, I believe that's, that's. I believe Debbie Rashawn plays the serial killer in those oh, parts. Perfect. So okay. yeah. I thought it had to be uh, Christine or Jennifer, and Jennifer didn't make any sense. So right. Um, 
yeah. This was good. It was a good twist. I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that. Uh, as as <laughs> Gets he's having twistier and later. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, Jennifer just happens to be at Casey's apartment as Casey's freaking out. She goes up to the apartment and she finally goes into his bedroom, which he didn't let her in earlier, and she sees jars of pickled body parts of right. all of his victims. Um, Casey comes in who she, Casey's now like still in the makeup and in and, and, like a silky robe from mm-hmm. coming home and just she he lays out the whole the whole thing which is God how do you even explain this? Alright let me see if I can I can do it. I'm not sure if I can but basically <clears throat> Casey was born a hermaphrodite. Right. Had both sex organs. Yep. Um her, their dad cut off their penis, mm-hmm. or at least half of it, or something. Mm-hmm. Then just then molested her, mm-hmm. and fucked up, tr- fucked them up, fucked them up, and now she's she considers herself the third sex, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what? Yeah, um, and. I don't, I don't know. The pronoun, I, I don't know what we would call them. I, right. I'm going to yeah. just refer to him as him because. Yeah, because Casey, Casey so, right. Yeah, that's how. Um, it, just to make things easier. But right. they don't really. They don't really. Yeah, it's not It's not a transgender thing. It's not like. So. I, I don't know. It, it, it's a, it's it's like a, her, a hermaphrodite. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So we, we don't know if Casey wanted to be a guy or a girl. Um, so yeah, and we get another flashback of Ron Jeremy talking about how um, the the kid needs to be molested, basically. And yeah. the fact that it's Ron Jeremy yeah. makes it so much worse. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then we later find out that oh, then in this scene, uh, doesn't Jennifer. Or, no, Casey starts going after Jennifer, correct? Casey starts to kind of rape Jennifer because right. now he says, let's make this about me or something because it before it was let's keep right. it about you, now it's keep it about right. me. So he starts to kind of rape her. And then he has uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. A, a, a little nub for his, for his penis where yes. it used to be. So uh, he starts to kind of rape her. She doesn't want to be involved with it. And then she starts to do the whole reversal thing, which is... Right. You see the light bulb go off in her. She's like, oh. And then she turns the tables on him and then sort of enjoys what she's doing. she really enjoys it. (laughs) To the point where she finishes. Yes. Um, So she puts him (laughs) down on the bed using her handcuffs to like choke him and keep him down. Now he starts crying. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Crying. Get off me. Don't do this. Whatever. Right. And she's still kind of playing it up. And then she feels, I guess, his little nub <laughs> and doesn't stop until she finishes. <sighs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So this so... is the point. This is okay. So, like, if you watched this movie up until this point, you're like, oh, okay. I kind of understand what a trauma movie is. They're just trying to gross you out. And then you get to this scene, and you're like, 
whoa, what did I, what am I watching? Yeah. Like, this was I mean, disturbing. This was yeah. fucked up. Super disturbing. Um, Super really fucked up. Really weird. And she, when she finishes, she's like, she has the, oh my God, what did I do look? Mm-hmm. But it's never really referenced again. The fact that, she, I mean, she does say later that she raped him. But there's no, like... <laughs> she says, I think her words are, I think I, I, I know, I raped him and I think I'm a lesbian. Yes. What? Bizarre. Yeah. Throughout the rape, Casey is weird. calling for daddy, daddy. Right. Uh, when it's over, he runs out and we see Ron Jeremy uh, in a cage. Um, <laughs> His face is all fucked up, like torn apart. Yeah, like, uh, he's he missing his nose and eyes and right. fingers and and its yeah. dick and everything, and it's all pickled in various places in his apartment. Right. Um, <laughs> fucking unbelievable. Yeah, uh, I feel like this movie could have maybe not used that scene. Like, Probably. That this is, it doesn't really add to anything. I wouldn't consider this like. Uh, crucial to um, the story. Yeah, definitely <laughs> I mean... not. Because at, at the end of the scene, he, Casey feeds Ron Jeremy his own dick. Is that what that was supposed to be? I think so. Okay. Wasn't it? Or was it just the sausage? Because he I takes it out no of a jar. Idea. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It, it's, it's, I guess that's what it was. It's it, so it, I mean, it definitely weird. is shaped like a dick. And it... Yeah. it very weird. Yeah. Um, it yeah. looks like so it, gelatinous, too. It's yeah. weird. It reminded me of the uh, Golden Glove scene, which was fun. Oh, for God. Me. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. We're back at the, uh, uh, at the movie set. Um, Jerry gives the actor who's now playing Toxie the mixture for the, like, toxic goop that he's going to put in his mouth. Yes. It says, don't put it in anyone's eyes. Yeah. And Don't spit Jennifer, it in there. Yeah, Jennifer runs up and tells Jerry what happened. This is where we get that I raped him and I think I'm a lesbian. <laughs> I says I raped him. I think I no, I raped her. I think I might be gay. Okay. Really funny. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Craziness is happening on set. Casey shows up with a bomb and Christine uh, chained in like a dog collar and a chain. He's holding her with like a leash. Yeah, he and thought that that was Jennifer uh, when he grabbed her, but it right. was, it's Christine. And uh, we get the other twist, which is basically that he's been in love with Jerry this whole time. Right. Um, and not so much Jennifer and that they, I guess Jennifer too. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted both of them. He wanted them to be a, uh, a big happy family together. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh during the scene, uh, Will Keenan, who is playing Casey, is doing a amazing impression of Tim Curry in mm. Rocky Horror. He's got the voice down. It's it's really he good. Did great. Yeah, yeah, he has like like the makeup is running. His lipstick is all smeared. Mm-hmm. Um, there's various shots where uh, he like opens his shirt and is le- and referencing his boobs, but they cut okay. it and it's like clearly a woman's right. breasts and then they yeah. cut back and it's like the <laughs> terrible makeup one from earlier which is really funny um yeah so basically the crew is 
grabbing different stuff to try to take him down. Jerry is trying to say, okay, no, I do love you. You know, you know, just saying whatever he needs to say to keep him from blowing up everyone. Right. Um, we get a shot of Casey's vagina and penis, which is super disturbing. Yeah. He lifts up her robe and it's a (laughs) prosthetic vagina and nub and I'll never unsee it. I'll never get out of my head. Um, but anyway, so that, so uh, the the, uh, the crew sets up this almost like elaborate thing to fuck up Casey. So yeah. uh, Jennifer takes the Bromo seltzer mm-hmm. and the green liquid and spits mm-hmm. it in her eye, and then or his eye, and then one of the crew guys gets uh, like, like rubber tubing, tubing. right. So to get the bomb out of his hand, the bomb goes flying, and uh, Larry dives on the bomb to protect it from everyone else. After jumping on a trampoline <laughs> to jump on the bomb, he gets blown up, which is cool. I like which that. Just looks pretty good. Yeah. And but you know, body parts go everywhere. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, as this whole scene is happening, those two cops are still there watching, and they're not really doing much. Yeah, just kind of watching this scene unfold. So. Uh, uh, Larry blows up, and um, the aftermath looks pretty good. You see, like, his arms and his legs are still there, and you see his head is blown up or whatever. Right. Um, his daughter witnessed her father die now, and she's crying or whatever. And um, uh, then, um, th- oh, I guess this is when they do the, oh, yeah, it's the knife thing. The grabs the knife and tries to stab him, but it's the prop the knife, prop so knife. it doesn't work. And... and- uh, Casey pulls out a real knife from somewhere. We don't really see where. All right. And this is Moose. I think is the, Moose, the yeah. guy guy who gets stabbed. He gets stabbed. Uh, by Casey. And then another guy grabs a PA, pulls down his pants. Right? And this is the guy who's been farting on the set the entire time. Right. So <laughs> actually, this... <laughs> The whole string and or the, the the tubing and the the material that Jennifer spits out is right. this scene. Uh, oh, okay. Not the one before. So okay. this happens. She sprays the stuff on him, and then they bring over the the dude who's been farting. He farts and lights him on fire. Okay. Uh, after gasoline gets poured on him from one of the other guys. So now Casey's on fire. And right. is burning alive. <laughs> and uh, as this is happening, uh, Jerry gets stabbed in the f- in the like forehead on the side of his head. Yes. And he goes out of my brain, which is really funny. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, but Casey's still alive, and the daughter, uh, Larry's daughter, finally starts to like break through from her whole non-speaking right. issue grabs the boom pole Casey's boom pole and charges it at him and stabs him right in the vagina dick <laughs> multiple times it goes all the way through and uh, this is what finally kills him yes as he's dying uh, he grabs Jerry's hand as Jennifer is comforting Jerry um, so now we get the funniest fucking part of this whole movie, <laughs> which is 
All of this is happening, and the three police officers are standing <laughs> over Larry's body saying, don't move, don't move. And they're holding the guns on him. He's like, we got a live one. He's still moving. And they're all just holding the guns to different parts of it. It's like, this is a baddie. This is a baddie. Don't move. Don't move. It's so funny. The funniest part of this movie. Because um, he's just a big puddle on the ground. Like, he's, yeah. his body is not even there anymore. Uh, really good. And then uh, we cut to uh, Ron Jeremy, Casey's dad, being let out of the apartment. And he's basically being accosted by photographers and press and saying, you know, why did, you know, just ask him what happened about his son and everything. Um, He's just kind of moaning because he doesn't have a tongue anymore. (laughs) Doesn't have a lot of things anymore. We see they're, uh, they're screening the cut of the movie at a theater. This is some time later, and, um, but the movie's not finished. Jerry goes up and says, hey, you know. <laughs> Jerry um, with a big bandage on his he's head. He's got a bandage, and he, he has he a hard time. Yeah. He got stabbed with a fucking cleaver in the head. <laughs> and he, he can never really finish what he's saying because his brain hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically Jennifer goes up and says that she's going to, direct and finish the movie. Right. Um, and, uh, they all, they all cheer. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the end of the movie. And then we get the yeah. thing with Lemmy at the end, which I guess is filmed in his hotel, which is great. Uh, yeah. It's um, a PSA on how to respectfully, respectfully treat hermaphrodites. Um, right. and it, it, two hermaphrodites played by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yep. Uh, Which is amazing. Yes. And, yeah, that's the end, right? That's the end of the movie. And then we have various scenes of them filming stuff, and uh, Jennifer is not the director. Like Larry did. Right. um, Talking about how hard it is now. She wants to blow her brains out and whatever. (laughs) And that's it. Yes. That's the movie. How do you feel? How do you feel? I'm exhausted. Yeah, it, I there was a lot of really funny stuff and a yeah. lot of stuff that was even for me almost too weird. Yeah, um, yeah. No, so definitely. I, I'm not going to write off trauma yet. No, but don't. I, I definitely, don't. I'm, I want to watch more. We're going to do more yeah. eventually. But um, yeah, this was a weird fucking movie. Yeah, for sure. I I think you'll like. And, uh, no, maybe you won't. Because uh, <laughs> no one likes those. The the second and third Toxie are. They trauma even says that they're bad. Oh. Um, maybe Sergeant Kabuki Man. I think that might that might work. So, um, if you watch the movie uh, yes. and you want to let us know what you think, um, mm-hmm. send us an email at controlalldeathpodcast at gmail dot com, or mm-hmm. you can call and leave us a voicemail at eight one eight four five seven six eight eight seven, or tweet at us and just you know let us know what you thought. If you yeah. have any recommendations, what's your favorite trauma movie? Yeah. Um, what's your experience with trauma? And uh, let us know. Yes. Now for the ranking. Now for the ranking. So I'm going to go through this quickly. Number nine, Polaroid. Number eight, He's Out There. Number seven, Slugs. Number six, The Golden Glove. Number five, Madman. Number four, Uninvited. Number three, Mosquito Man. Number two, Velocipaster. And number one, Tourist Trap. So I texted right. you last night and I said, yes. I have no idea where I'm going to this movie. 
and I still kind of don't. I, I think I know where I want it. Okay. I think I think. Okay, this is definitely not a movie you want to watch with uh, just ordinary people. <laughs> there, you you, you, know you either that. have to yeah you have to know these people very well. Um, I got lucky with watching Tromeo and Juliet with yeah. my wife. Um, I don't think she wants to watch any other Troma movie after that. <laughs> but um, so as far as that criteria, as as like a good movie to watch as with a party or with a bunch of people, you definitely have to know the crowd. Right. So I think I would put this in between Madman and The Golden Glove. So I think... For me, if, yeah, it would go. It would replace the Golden Glove right now. Hmm. That's a good spot because this is weird. Because I think to say that this movie is better than Golden Glove is crazy. Because exactly. Golden Glove is a great movie, but right. it's not a fun movie. Yeah, I do think, however, Slugs hmm. is more fun, but I don't think it should go. I don't think yeah. it should go that low. I think I'm okay with putting it at number six. I think I think it's more enjoyable than Slugs. It's a worse movie than Golden Glove. Right. Um, I almost <laughs> want to reverse Slugs and Golden Glove. I yeah. That, but I, I almost kind of want to do that because I feel like Slugs is way more enjoyable of a movie. Yeah. Than, um, like I would I would I would want to watch Slugs. More than I would want to watch Golden Glove again. Yeah. Hmm. You want to swap those? Yeah, can we and do that? Is this... that against the law? <laughs> I mean, we, we, <laughs> we make the law. That's uh, true. So, yeah, we can put Slugs at... So, Slugs at six. Right. This at seven. Yes. And then Golden and Glove. And then Golden Glove at eight. Yeah. Right? Does that I think sound that's, good? I think that's good. Yeah. Okay. So now this is at number seven, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So uh, next week's movie mm, is yes. going to be uh, Adam Green's Hatchet. Right. Um, let me just pull up the IMDb on that one. We so Hatchet. The... I'm sorry. You go. No, go ahead. Uh, we watched the Kane Hodder documentary and yeah. both of us. Our big takeaway was, like, we need to watch the Hatchet movies because right. they sound awesome. Um, um, only issue with that is it's not streaming for free anywhere. Um, right. So if you want to watch it, if you don't already own it, um, mm-hmm. you can watch it on – let me give you a couple options here. Uh, so you can watch it on Vudu, Tubi, or Hoopla. <laughs> You made up those names. <laughs> those are all made up <laughs> streaming services. I own stock in all those, so if you want to watch it there. <laughs> Hoopla. <laughs> it's called Hoopla. Um, it's, uh, you can rent it on uh, Redbox or Apple, and uh, you can. what we're probably going to do is buy it on Amazon for five ninety nine. dollars yeah. Um, so that's probably what we're going to do. So this one's maybe not as easy to watch, but um, we we really want to watch it after watching that documentary. So yeah, um, we will probably end up doing all of these movies at some point spread out. 
Right. Um, so we're going to do Hatchet, the first one, which was released in 2006. Okay. And I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Um, cool. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Um, uh, stay safe. Wash those hands. And don't be a dingus. Bye. Bye.